Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Hola, papi. Hola, how are you? I am doing well. Uh, you know, these new changes to our podcast platform have been uh, interesting, to say the least. So yeah, <laughs> we made that it is, happen. That's technology for you. But hey, we got to roll with the punches and adapt. But today we have a, a pretty interesting show. Uh, as always, we focus on dating and relationships. And today um, I have a, a good buddy of mine who's actually a certified personal trainer um you know he's been in this game for 10 years so he knows a good bit about it and it was actually kind of his idea uh that we kind of started talking about this where how you know health lifestyles impact people's relationships and dating Mm -hmm. and honestly i've never really put too much thought into it up until when me and dan were just kind of he's actually my roommate as well um and we were just kind of chopping it up and you know he kind of started telling me some things about that how it can have a you know a big impact on a relationship and i was like you know what that sounds like a podcast (laughs) absolutely we love it when our uh, listeners even if they live with us (laughs) give us great ideas for a show so uh shout out to dan for that so let's jump let's jump on in let's do it so dan can you give us just a little bit of your background and um you know, what did you start hearing as far as healthy lifestyles and how it was affecting people? Uh, how you guys doing? Um, thanks. Th- first of all, thanks for having me as yeah, a, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Um, so my background, um, I've been a personal trainer for about um, 10 years now. And um, I've actually worked at multiple gyms, but um, I worked at one gym for about Close to close to about ten years. Like I said, I've worked at multiple gyms, but this one gym I worked at the majority of my time. Um, and uh, I just I knew you guys did this podcast, and um, I've listened to episodes. And um, like Jorge said, um, I, I was sitting there one day, and I just said, "Yeah, you should do a podcast about uh, <laughs> about um, yeah." health style and like health and fitness and and dating and um and uh we just kind of started chopping it up and came up with some ideas and um i think we i think we i think we're in for a good show I, uh, we got a few good things to um uh talk about so dan let me ask you um since you know you've trained several people and obviously you've trained even uh people in you know relationships and marriages or people that are dating um, what have you noticed when you see that you feel that one person is either pushing or imposing a healthy lifestyle onto another person who maybe doesn't want to really do that? Um, yeah, that's actually a really good question. So, um, you know, from my experience, um, I've always been the one who hasn't really been in a relationship but i've seen like countless uh relationships um from where i've worked whether it's been like like people literally i've seen people on first dates and i've seen people who've been like married for a really long time 
And um, one thing that I would definitely bring up, and I definitely encourage your audience to uh, think about is, is not just like relationship, but I would, I, I would, I would focus on like the type of person that, that you're living with or the type of person that you're working with. Cause from a personal trainer, like a physical therapist or any sort of health profession or any sort of profession in general, you want to know what type of person uh, you're dealing with, whether it's a shy person, whether it's an outgoing person, whether it's, um, like I said, shy or reserved or, or, or somebody who just wants to really be pumped up. Right. So, um, from my experience looking at, um, couples, whether it's been, you know, personal friends of mine, which, which most of the people at the gym I worked at were personal friends of mine and still are. Um, I can tell when somebody tries to force something on somebody else, it never really works out. Right. So uh, I'll I'll repeat that because I kind of said it really fast, but when somebody tries to force something on some sort of a um, deterrent. Right. Um, And that goes along with, you know, any any form any form of of lifestyle whether it's health right whether it's i know you guys did an episode on finance anything where you try to push something on the other people is going to drive them away right so um, and um especially i I don't know if i'm sorry if i'm talking too much but especially where i um work right we would do what's called like partner workouts so i don't know if your listeners know about like crossfit or or any or different types of workouts, but what we what you would do? Let's say I had a significant other, right? And I, I was like, "All right, you're gonna work out." With me. Um, what we would do is we would work out, right? It would be, let's say, for example, I'd say do 100 push-ups, right? If I do 10, you do 10, right? We're at 20. We have 80 more to go, right? So that's just an example. There's countless of other things we did, sure. But um, um, what I would see, the big thing that I would see is either is either the husband or the wife but but, um which is kind of this is kind of a cute like one thing i really picked up it on is kind of the male was more of the dominant person to say like hey do these many reps instead of that way and and i would sit there and observe and i was i would sense tension right and that's what (laughs) that's what that's what um i was talking about (laughs) i was talking about earlier where somebody tried to force some on their um, significant other. And, and I clearly knew they were significant others because I knew the members who were going to the gym and it just turned into a, uh, I wouldn't say a, like a horrible backlash, but it turned into something that um, was, was, what wasn't optimistic. It was more leading towards like a, a pessimistic way. That makes that make sense. No. So let me ask you um, from your perspective, as far as dating, have you had guys that, you know, you've dated and, you know, maybe gotten close to, and then you feel that they're trying to maybe not for something, but maybe trying to change some of your health habits and, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Yes, um, I have. And uh, even in my marriage, um, I felt sometimes like um, my eating habits were critiqued really closely. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm an Aries and I'm a headstrong woman. And one of the worst things you can do is to try to motivate me by criticizing me. And, 
you know, drawing attention to something that I already know needs to be fixed. You know what I'm saying? Right. If my shirts and pants aren't fitting right, I already know that something needs to happen. But, you know, when I start getting a little thick, typically there's some emotion behind it that's not being met. And so when I feel like I'm being um, forced to change my eating habits or forced to go work out or, you know, like you're trying to make me do better than what I'm doing right then, but I'm not getting the emotional need met underneath it, then I'm just like the hell with it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> this, you know, that's my, my attitude becomes, you know, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, I have dated some men who, you know, were really like all about health and fitness and, you know, every date was like, you know, let's walk, let's do this, let's do that. I'm like, Lord, I'm tired. I just want to go. <laughs> take a nap. You know, some guys sleep shame you because I believe in naps. I believe rest is an important part. And, you know, I know, Dan, you probably are very aware of this as a, a, as a trainer, but women's bodies physiologically go through so many different changes after babies, after you premenopausal, after hysterectomy, after, you know, you have all these things, even the way we handle stress can be very different. And so a lot of times I felt like I was talking to men who wanted me to respond physically like a man and my body is completely different. And so I was just like, you know what? I can see this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not about to you're do like, I'm going back and forth <laughs> with you about me. <laughs> you were like, this is this going to be a quick hook. <laughs> right. So, yes. Um, and I, I do think some of it is based on, you know, like women have a fairy tale version of what they want their relationships to look like. But I think men have a fairy tale version of what they want their women to look like. You know, um, that um, she's a bad mamma jamma messing people up, you know. 30 uh what was it 36 24 36 or whatever the measurements were I was just like you know I am not Barbie and I'm not aiming to be you know but I do believe in good health and that's one of the things I was going to ask you Dan like you know when it came to uh even just wanting to come to the gym like you know I like to work out I like to feel healthy I like to, to do things to keep myself together and feeling good But I have dated people who were overweight, who only wanted to play video games, only wanted to, like, eat fast food. And I did find that to be, like, more than I could handle as far as compatibility. Do you see couples uh, sort of, like, going their separate ways after a while when they're not really on the same page as far as health? Um, Yeah, that's another good question. Um... Yes and no. Uh, I would say there, one one example that um, I would use again is uh, actually the, the the people I used to uh, work for. Right? Um, it's it's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, the lady I worked for, for she was she was in in the grand scheme of things a pusher, right? On the outside, um, she was, you know, as nice as could be. You know, you introduce yourself, you're like, "Hi, I'm I'm Dan." She'd be like, "Hi, I'm so and so." And 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 when you read, when you judge the book by its cover, 
is actually really that you thought like, wow, this is a really nice leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, when you dug a little deeper, you kind of picked out that she was, like I said, a pusher. Now, <laughs> I it was, it was, I hate like throwing people under the bus, but she was, it was a very narcissist, I don't know, narcissistic way of thinking. What she did um, was she became a vegan, right? And um, she basically was like, I live in on this area of land with my family, including my husband. So my husband has to be a vegan as well. And if not, I'm going to make his life a living hell. Mm. Um, oh, really? Now, his husband, it's, it's, it's a real long story, but um, his husband owned this company, right? And um, back in 2016, um, I actually trained about 40, 50 people in this one big group class. Um, and I could uh, tell a noticeable difference from 2016 to 20. 21 about five about five years later after um i stopped teaching that class and the gym that i worked for that was in valentine moved over to this new location the guy um was like i said he ran this mortgage this company and um he went he went from noticeably being extremely happy and loving to come to work out to almost putting on that face of having to be happy right because because you know as a ceo of a company you gotta you gotta smile you gotta be shake hands kiss babies and all that but um like i said earlier when you dig a little deep off that surface you can really see how somebody is psychological right and the way i would say with this is that when now listen i definitely don't want people to think that it's not possible to date someone with different uh, styles or beliefs, because I, I do think it's possible, but I think something to consider, right? For example, uh, me personally, right? When somebody says, Hey, um, and I, I literally had to do this. I've literally have looked up the between vegan, vegetarian, and, you know, people who, uh, you know, uh, are gluten, uh, who, who can't eat, you know, process gluten, right? Mm-hmm. These are all real uh things that health issues too right it could be you know because of health issues or it could be because of personal choice um but it's important to know right what they are so that you understand the person better um so whenever i do run into women who you know are identify as one of those um uh, people with those, you know, choices uh, as far as health styles, I like to dig in and be like, hey, is this like a personal choice? Is this because of health reasons? Or are you just trying to get in shape or whatever the motive may be? So that way I can understand better. And so that I can, you know, see where this person's coming from. So I think it is important to have those conversations and hear the person out so that you see that, hey, this person is doing it because of health reasons and not because you know they hate meat for instance right or because they're trying to impose this on you but at the same time we've talked about this on the show before and also that any time that we have uh 
someone who's blatantly trying to change who you are yes. and you're not the one initiating that change, that's going to have ramifications and consequences in the relationship and in the dynamic. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, to that point, you know, our listeners are always really good to go and comment on our Facebook posts. And so Margot Payne was one of those that really caught my eye because she said yes and no. She was kind of like you, you're saying, um, Jorge. She was, uh, she's been a vegetarian for 33 years. And she says, as long as you're eating healthily, I don't care what you eat. When you start getting a snack and junk, when you start getting snack and junk food, then I care. I will cook you meat. I just can't eat it because I'm allergic to it. Now, other lifestyle things is usually a no. I'm gone and doing too much to work out with a homebody who wants to sit on the couch. And if you can't take care of your body, you probably can't take care of my <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like Margo. She's a straight shooter. <laughs> hey, I told her, I said, uh, Margo Payne, that last line hit on the bullseye. She said, no, so everybody take care of it. I mean, all the ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the things where health intersects with you know, what do we expect our our sexual health to look like in this relationship? You know, what are we expecting from one another when it comes to time and attention and being able to keep up with your partner in various ways? Like, um, you know, I, I don't know about y'all, but, you know, climbing the steps can sometimes make me feel like I need to get to the gym a little harder. Right. And so, like, you know, who wants to be the one huffing and puffing when it comes down to some um, you know, uh, creative time with your partner, right? And you're a sweaty mess. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> like, Hell, that's my favorite kind of exercise. You think you need I don't a defibrillator. Know you, but, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think there's a there's a happy medium somewhere in there, like Margot says. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to be so put out if I'm eating one way and you're eating another, but I still say I think there has to be you got to have a solid base, solid communication, and you do have to have, I think, some things in common. Right. And the important things have to be, you know, you got to be walking hand in hand, and we can't have everything. Like, that opposites attract. They might attract, but they don't stay together because <laughs> magnets, <laughs> magnets repel after a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, listen, I think it's definitely now more than ever. I do think we have to be mindful when we are considering a partner for, you know, dating purposes, right? Or relationship purposes. Hey, where do you fall on that? Because you don't want to wait down the road when you're really into this person. And then you realize that, hey, I'm vegan and I can't even stand the smell of meat. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, well, hell, if you're a person like me that, you know, loves to eat a steak every few weeks. And I love cooking them, obviously. Uh, you know, even something that minuscule can really <laughs> create tension. That's going to be a girl's night out. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Steak night equals girl's night out, baby girl. <laughs> right. Listen, but Ma uh, Manuel Torres Jr. says on his, uh, yeah, I think you had said something about common ground and compromise is a key ingredient to healthy relationships and dating, but it's elusive too. And he says, Jorge Medina, I agree. Still not worth the risk in that scenario. And he was talking about, um, you know, getting getting healthy, I guess, and working out and, and not just eating. He said, um, that's a pass for me. 
four billion women on this earth to compromise my healthy lifestyle while clearly the opposite. <laughs> I'd rather compromise with someone I have things in common with. So he said, good luck cooking a steak in your own household with a vegan around. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Dan. Um, you know, you live over there with Jorge, so you can say, uh, you can understand this. He said, Manuel Torres Jr., laughing faces. I don't sacrifice steak for nobody, dog. <laughs> oh, hell no. I don't. I, I May God strike me, right? I'm sure there's a woman that can convince me, but I'll be damned if I, I'm, I'm going to go out fighting. I'm going to go out swinging. <laughs> but, like, here's the thing, though, and Dan brought this up when we initially kind of were um, talking about this discussion. And on the surface, right? your partner pushing you to eat healthy or to go to the gym on the surface, it sounds, you know, like it's like, like it's a good thing and with good intent. However, however, when you give in to something that you really did not willingly want to, right. What ends up happening is, Dan brought this up is that this tends to spill over into other aspects of your relationship as well. Yes. So if your partner pushes you to be vegan, right. Or pushes you to go to the gym, even though you really don't like going to the gym, that is ultimately going to result in your significant other pushing other things on you. And if you don't set the proper boundaries or if you don't, stand up for yourself for lack of a better phrase then that's going to start spilling over into creating a lot of tension and walking on eggshells and mm-hmm. that is a recipe for disaster and resentment is one of the things that i was thinking about uh dan have you seen couples kind of come unglued in the gym as as you've seen you know one partner be the pusher as you put it <laughs> um yeah, I I wouldn't say like I've seen people become unglued or like separate, but I was telling Jorge actually before the show we were talking, and um, I told him that I've worked with uh, like a lot of people, um, and I feel like I, I I'm not trying to like brag or anything like that, but I feel like I have a natural aptitude meeting people uh-huh. um and i could just tell um not not with not just with that one um couple that i mentioned but even with other folks too i could tell um when friction is awry and I, I i could tell because just because of of um how they would come into the gym how they would uh uh carry themselves whether it was a, whether it's straight couples or lesbian couples because I've, I've, I've or gay couples because i've worked with all of them so and when one person tries to push something onto somebody else it just doesn't work out so another so something that we were talking about <coughs> excuse me is um working out could also be better but could there are also a lot of positive side effects from working out as well Tell me, give me some uh, reasons or some things that you see when couples do mutually enjoy working out together. Like, how do you feel that that can be uh, a good thing for their relationship and for the individual? Yeah. So, for example, like I was I was telling Jorge before the show also, 
Um, I was actually dating this one year ago, well, maybe six, seven, eight months ago, something like that. And um, I brought her to the gym that I worked at at the time. And it was just me and her. Um, and I wrote this workout down. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. And we started doing the workout. And um, she she couldn't really, like, I, I don't like to sound like a brag or anything, but, like, she couldn't keep up with me. And obviously, I could, I could tell that that was making her very insecure. So I was pushing her, and then I realized I was out of line. So I took a step back because I, I could read, like, I'm, like I said, I could, I could read just everything all over her face. So I took a step back. And, um, I just let her do her thing. And then, um, we finished the workout and then we did a, like a second workout, um, um, that same day. And, uh, I did something and then she did what she wanted to do. Um, so after that first initial workout, we did different things, but we were still in the same facility together. Right. Um, but we just did separate things cause I realized I was being a little too pushed. And I've seen it happen countless of times just firsthand as being a trainer and just watching these folks um, become, as you said, unglued, right? Um, whether it's, whether it was uh, breaking up, which, which most of the times that didn't happen or just creating a lot of friction. So I was like, I don't want to do that. Excuse me. So um, I just let her do her thing, right? I let her do her thing for the next 30 minutes. I did my thing. And then we came back and she was actually really happy because she was, she was doing what she wanted to do. I forget exactly what it was. And I did something that I wanted to do. And then uh, we were still kind of new into the relationship and, and, and it, and it worked out great. Like she was like, I helped her out with stretching. And then we ended up like, yeah, we actually had our first kiss after that. And she, cause she, cause she did something she wanted to do and it made her happy. Right. And that goes, like I said earlier in the beginning of the show, Right. That goes with like anything. Right. I mean, if 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 you're happy, right, if you do something that you want to do, um, it releases like feel good chemicals in your brain that make you want to that make you attracted to your mate. Right. Mm. I mean, I you mean, you hear that, fellas? <laughs> Those workout <laughs> days, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you can work out. So what I'm saying is like you can work out in the same facility with somebody. Right. Let's just say, like, I don't know, I go to a Planet Fitness or a LA Fitness, not a CrossFit, just a regular standard gym. Right. Go with your go with your significant other to the other to to uh, to the gym. Just don't write their workout plan. Right. If they want to go and do bar. Right. I know most females know what bar is. Right. Or if they want to go and do like a spin class, let them go do a spin class. Let them go do bars. Nice. Right. And if you want to lift weights, like if you want to deadlift 500 pounds and squat 400 pounds, do whatever and do three sets of 10 at like a heavy one rep max or all this stuff, I'm not going to get too technical with it. But um, if you want to do what you're going to do, like your hypertrophy, maximal strength training, right, then go ahead and do that. Right. If And then you come back an hour or two hours later and you're super compatible. Right. Again, like I could be on one side of the gym. She could be on another side of the gym and we're doing what we want to do. And we get and at the end of the day. Right, we release those feel good chemicals, then it creates compatibility. No, right? I, I like where you're so. going with that. Where mm -hmm. just you can work out together, just you don't have to be literally side by side doing the same yeah. workout. And yeah. I, I, I agree with you there that if you both uh, like to be active but not necessarily do the same workout, then you can still uh, find common ground where, hey, let's go to the gym. I'm going to do my workout, you do your workout. 
And then obviously we're going to go home and then we're going to be feeling really good about ourselves. And we had a productive evening. Uh, but also, you know, Nelson, we've talked about this on the podcast before where working out together, if that is something that you both enjoy doing, can be a great way to get to know somebody as well. Absolutely. Uh, new dates. And in fact, uh, in my research tonight, I want to make sure I bring this up. Go for it. Eating apps for healthy people, of course, right? You don't have to stay on uh, Tinder, everybody. Uh, nothing against Tinder, but there are different apps that help you to find people who have the values of a healthy lifestyle. So one of those is Fitify. Uh, it's a dating app. You can find it in the App Store. Um, there is actually a dating app for athletic people. Wow. And- they have to be athlete only dating too. Uh, Playoff is the name of that app. No and, way! Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Play- huh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. Um, and then there are, like I said, uh, like they said, is there a Tinder for fitness? Uh, but the Date Fit app it says only shows you the best potential mas- matches based on what you tell us. Uh, like if you're looking for an extreme bodybuilder, a weekend kayaking partner, or someone just to ins- help you, inspire you to eat healthy. Um, so when you go to your app store, you can you can actually find people who are more, um, you know, health aligned with you, as opposed to you know just thinking that you've only got so many choices, and you know you may not be really finding the person who lines up with your lifestyle because for some people I had a a friend one time who was a vegan um and said she would never date anybody because she could smell it in their skin and their breath like that's how that's how sensitive she was to the smell of meat and it disgusted her and so she was like I can't and you know she she believed in like um you know consuming less helping the that kind of thing so it, it wasn't just about the the meat itself but the right. lifestyle veganism and stuff so it was just like you know that was a hard no for her if the man was a meat eater like that was not something she was interested in because it was um just she didn't want that in her life and she didn't want that same she didn't want that energy um uh, that she got from men who were meat eaters and i was like so you really do need to communicate. Like so many times I know there have been women that have gone on dates and only eaten salads when they were really like, let's go over here to, uh, you know, Cracker Barrel, one of my favorite places. Let's get us some chicken and dumplings and okra and greens. You know, <laughs> eating a salad, starving to death. I'm like, if you're not being for real about who you are and what it is you really want with somebody, it's not fair to the other person because you're selling a version of you that doesn't really exist. Not to say, I, you know, they don't like salads, but, you know, you're trying to impress somebody and and cutting your meals and then you're going to end up being cranky and needing the Snickers like those, you know, are you hangry? Um, <laughs> you know, you turn into a drill sergeant on the date because you're hungry. You've been starving yourself and not really being true to what you and your body need or wants. Um, so, Again, like I said, I think it's all about authenticity, about good communication. And like Dan says, don't be a pusher. <laughs> don't be a pusher. That is, that is a, a wonderful pusher. phrase from her. Do not be a pusher. And listen, 
they, I think some of the important points to take away from this conversation today is first and foremost, right? Don't ever go into a relationship and you're already trying to change somebody. That is just, mm-hmm. that's just got trouble written all over it. Now, yeah. if somebody that you are pursuing is saying, hey, for example, right, Dan's a personal trainer. And if he meets a girl that's like, hey, you know what? I really would like to tone up. I'd like to maybe, you know, start a new workout plan so that I can kind of look good for the summer or whatever. Then that's a different approach, right? Because then at that point, she's being the one initiating the change and she's seeking his expertise to help reach her goals. Instead of Dan saying, looking at her and saying, hey, it's about to be summertime. Your ass needs to get better shape. That's a completely different approach. Right, right. And anybody who's doing all that and con- and trying to control how you operate at that level, you best believe they're going to be trying some other tricks in the trade if you let them get away with that. And it's not to say that you can't snip that in the bud and, you know, find a good relationship with somebody who doesn't have everything just like you. Because, you know, you don't want to be up with, you know, in a relationship with yourself, I guess, but... Um, at the same time, honoring who the other person is should be what we're looking at, not just their external value and how much they do what I say. And, but you know, they- this is and this is something that we want to, you know, we're having this discussion so that people can be mindful because right. this has become a big part of our daily lives and society, because now you have people who are allergic to things. Uh, You have people who are just, you know, they don't like the processed food or, you know, the whole smell of meat, like your friend, for example. So these are conversations that you probably need to have early on so that you're not moving in. And then you don't really realize that, Hey, this person hates me and hates the smell of it. Now what? Right. (laughs) Right. And thank you so much for joining us and uh, just sharing yes. what you've seen and heard yes. and your own experiences. We really appreciate having you. Uh, thank you for a great story idea for a podcast today. And if you have story ideas for um, the relationship cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, please send those to Jorge, J-O-R-G-E, and A-N-D, Nelsa, N-E-L-S-A, at gmail.com or go to our website www.therelationshipcycle.com and leave us some tips uh, you can also um, get us uh, on Facebook Jorge Medina Nelson Weber we love to hear from our listeners so just tell us what you're thinking what you're feeling and what you'd like to see coming out for future episodes and until next time Jorge Hey, and also don't forget, check out our YouTube channel. Every podcast that we do, uh, we will be uploading that to our YouTube channel. Uh, just reach a search, The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, and you'll have every episode that we've done up to this point. So follow us, check us yeah. out, give That's- us ideas. Yeah. Let's hear your input. And until next time, people, great conversation. Dan, thank you for joining yeah, us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, everybody. Buenas noches. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify, 
or anchor.fm for more great shows.